By this time, Jesus had been mocked. He'd been beaten. He'd been whipped with a cat of nine tails, exposing and ripping large portions of his skin off. The crown of thorns had been smashed into his head. Blood began to flow down his face. They had gambled away his clothing. He was dragged like a dog through the streets. The large nails had pierced his hands and his feet. He was mocked, yelled at, and spit upon. And he hung upon that cross. And yet, the worst pain has yet to come. Yes, I said that correctly. The worst pain has yet to come. And how could this be? After all that he had suffered already, how could he suffer any much more? We can barely fathom that. See, the greatest pain lies ahead for this humble king. The greatest pain lies ahead. I remember a few years ago, a few Christmases ago, my family and I were doing some Christmas shopping, a large group of us, over 15. And my cousin was with us. She's five at the time. And she decided to play hide-and-go-seek. And like a normal five-year-old, she didn't tell anybody she was playing this game. And so my family, done shopping at this one store, moved into the mall and continued to shop at other stores. Well, my aunt, shortly thereafter, began to panic. She had realized her daughter had gone missing, and the, ma- and the mall was packed. Where was her daughter? She began to ask. Had you seen her? Where was she? Who saw her last? And while this was going on, my cousin, who started out playing hide-and-go-seek, having fun, soon realized she didn't recognize any of the faces. She began to realize she was all alone, that she was left, that in this crowded mall, in this crowded store, she didn't know anybody. Luckily for her, the family went into search mode. We backtracked, we we searched all over, and eventually we found her. And when we did, we found her as tears were coming down her face. She was crying. Her gripe with us, and specifically her mom, was this. Why did you leave me? I was all alone, and I was scared. Why did you leave me? Have you ever felt that before? All alone and scared? In fact, this is a feeling that's very familiar to those of us, for those of you who've gone through a divorce. A very painful feeling, separation, that the two that became one are now being torn apart. Shared intimacy, secrets, life and commitment, now splitting, now breaking apart. It's why often people describe divorce as this. 
It's a deep sense of loss. It feels like abandonment. People say my life is a, was a mess going through divorce. Or even this, divorce felt like death. And this is the pain our Jesus feels. See, as he hung upon that cross, he feels for the very first time separation from the Father. The Father has turned his back upon Jesus in the midst of his suffering. This is part of his greatest pain. See, the Jesus, see, Jesus and the Father, they had a level of intimacy none of us can really come to fathom. They knew each other beyond our human understanding. They walked together. They knew each other. And in fact, we know that Jesus says, the Father and I are one. There's a special closeness between the two, a special relationship that the Son has with the Father that's beyond our relationships. So yes, we have our friendships and our relationships. There are those we claim that are close to us, that we can say, he's my best friend, or she's my best friend, or, or I know her and she knows me, and vice versa. But there are still barriers. There are still walls that keep us from really knowing them and they knowing us. But not with Jesus. Not with his heavenly father. The two are one. The two are one. They're close. They're intimate. They love each other. There's this close communication, constant connection. You could say that they're closer than brothers. And we remember that God said of his son, In him I'm well pleased. And vice versa. There's this approval of each other. We also know that, Je that God says of his son, this is the one, I, my one and only son. A deep affection. A divine relationship. But as he hung upon that cross, this beautiful union is broken. This beautiful union is broken. And the pain that Jesus feels is abandonment. As he hangs upon that cross, he shouts out with a loud voice, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? See, this is a cry of anguish, a cry of pain, not a soft groan or a whimper, but a true cry. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is interesting that Jesus refers to God here as my God and not Father. Jesus commonly referred to God as Father, and we see that throughout the scriptures, in the garden, on the cross, in the Lord's Prayer, but not in this moment. But no, now it's just my God. See, the relationship feels broken. Perhaps, perhaps the hardest part of the cross isn't the physical suffering or the torture he endured or the mockery. Rather, the separation from the Father. 
the separation from his dad. And separation from God is horrible, and we've all felt it. We've all known, know it. Separated from God is horrible, but for Jesus, it's so much more. It's a wound we can't even fathom. D.A. Hagner says this, it's impossible to assess what this may have meant to Jesus. This is the one of the mysteries of the entire narrative. It's impossible to, for us to understand what Jesus must have felt. See, for the first time in history, for the first time in history, God would turn his back on his son. He would turn his back on his son. God would turn his back on his son, the one he loved, his one and only. And some of us here this morning or this afternoon might ask that very question, why? Why? And maybe Jesus was asking that very question as well. Why would you forsake me? In 2 Corinthians, we know that God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. So that, so that in him, we might be the righteousness of God. See, it was our sin he would bear. It is our sin that he would bear on that cross. And like all sin, it would separate him from the Father. Did you hear that? It is our sin that would cause that pain, would cause that separation. And so in giving his life for us, for the forgiveness of our sins, our God, our Jesus, would suffer this incredible pain. And I don't want you to think for a moment that this was a surprise. God turns his back on his son, fully aware of the pain that would cause his son. And Jesus, fully aware of the pain, accepts and offers himself. Wasn't a surprise. He chose this. And often we say, your sins put them upon that cross. True. But what also is true is that he chose this. He chose the pain. And he chose this because of you. That in his love for God and for us, he would choose to suffer that day. He would choose to pay that price. He would choose abandonment for the one he loved and cared for. See, in his suffering, Jesus still cries out to the one he no longer senses. Why have you forsaken him? we know the answer to that question because he loves us. And listen, to those of you here who feel all alone in this crowded place, to those of you who may question God in your suffering, why would you allow this? To those of you who carry and have experienced incredible pain, I say, may you remember Jesus that our God, who suffered the pain of abandonment, 
who was all alone in his time of hurt and pain. May you remember him who experienced pain like no other. May you remember his pain, his price, his sacrifice for you. Let us pray. O Lord Christ, who by your death upon the cross bore the sin of the world, the pain of our lostness, and the judgment we deserved, we praise you, you, for bearing what we could not bear, to win for us what we could never earn, the gift of eternal life. Oh, how we adore you for giving us this this gift, so precious, Lord Christ Jesus. Amen.